Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place we discuss all things USMNT y la Selección Mexicana. My name is Adrian. I'm joined once again by my co-host and tocayo, Adrian. Adrian, how you doing, man? I'm doing just all right, dude. I'm ready to talk USMNT, ready to listen to your thoughts, and excited to see Tonya Hudson. Man, just all right, man. I thought you'd be really excited, like crazy excited for Tonya <laughs> Hudson, man. Um, so, yeah. You got to get me pumped up. I'll pump you up. I'll pump you up, man. Tonya Hudson will pump you up. Uh, as you mentioned, man, uh, we're going to be previewing USMNT's upcoming fixtures for the Nations League, the CONCACAF Nations League, against Granada and El Salvador. Um, before we jump into it, Adrian, just quickly, man, where can our listeners find us? Our listeners can find us if, you know, depending, two, two different ways. If they want to see our pretty faces, they can find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. They can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever they get the podcast on. Awesome. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. So, Tonyo Hudson, this is going to be his first real challenge as interim head coach. The January Camp Cupcake matches don't really count. Uh, you know, they were not a FIFA official. They were uh, friendlies uh, with um, not the A team, to say the least, not the B team. More MLS guys, um, which is a good thing, seeing them, you know, every once in a while, seeing who's coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, this is kind of a, a mixture of um, a lot of uh, players that played in the World Cup, I think it's 12 to be exact, and a mixture of up-and-coming uh, European players, a couple MLSers, and a couple that are, you know, that maybe should have gone to the World Cup but missed out because of injury. So, um, you know, let's let's just kind of, you know, we, we our previous episode, we kind of uh, gave our reactions to the roster. There's been slight modifications to the roster, just uh, Tim Weah got injured uh, this past Saturday playing for Lille. Uh, hit his head, had a concussion protocol. And so, <laughs> RIP indeed. Uh, Georgie Mihailovic from Azad Akmar uh, took his spot. So uh, quickly, just to kind of uh, summarize who who's in the squad here. There's three goalkeepers, uh, probably the U.S.'s best three goalkeepers uh, on paper. Uh, Ethan Horvath, Zach mm -hmm. Steffen, and Matt Turner. Uh, there's eight defenders that were called up. Sergio Dest uh, from AC Milan, Mark McKenzie, Genk, Tim Reem, Fulham. Brian Reynolds, Westerlo, Anthony Robinson, Jedi, Fulham, Miles Robinson, who missed out on the World Cup due to injury uh, with Atlanta United, Joe Scali, Borussia Mönchengladbach, and uh, Austin Trusty, Birmingham City. You have seven forwards or midfielders that were, that were called up, a lot of familiar faces from the World Cup, Brendan Aronson, then a new face that we kind of spent some time last episode talking about, plays for Internacional in Brazil, Johnny Cardoso. Uh, excited to see him. I, I'm not going to lie and say that I've watched a lot of him, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Yeah. Um, Luca de la Torre if with uh, Celta Vigo, Weston McKinney with Leeds, Yunus Musa, uh, Valencia, Alan Sonora with uh, Los Bravos de Juarez, and Georgi Mikalovic <laughs> with Alcer Alkmar. Again, I don't know. Uh, Sonora is going to be another one that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, but if I you know. notice there, the midfielders, uh, there's one key uh, player missing. That's uh, Captain America himself, Tyler Adams. Um, I know you don't yeah. like it when we call him Captain America in your eyes. Pull the six Captain America, right? He is Captain America. What is <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so forwards, a couple new faces in Taylor Booth. Uh, Daryl Dike is back uh, in the lineup. Ricardo nice. Pepe from Groningen is back in the lineup. Um, Christian Pulisic, Chelsea. Chio Reina and 
el traidor, as you call him, Alejandro Sendejas, or how he goes by now, Alex and Davis. Alex. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Come on. <laughs> that pisses me off, dude. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, man. Um, so, unfortunately, we said Tim Weah, you know, the G, G Tim Weah is not a in. Um, so, you know, the squad that uh, it's a mixture of um, A team players and probably B plus players. Um, I think there's only three non European based players in this squad Alejandro Sendejas. Hannah Sonora and um, yeah. Miles Robinson. Um, Johnny Cardoso. Uh, Johnny Cardoso. I always forget that guy, man. He's such a new face. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely a, um, a a nice mixture of experienced players, young players, new talent, and uh, you know, excited to see what this team brings. Uh, before we really kind of jump into analyzing the matches, man, uh, what what are your initial quick thoughts of this squad? No, honestly, like you you can't complain. This is a stack roster. Like even if you have, you know, a uh, <clears throat> if you have someone falling out because of injury, like Tim Boya and Ty Adams, you have people to cover them. Albeit they might not be at the same level, but you know, Georgi Mihalovic, it's not a bad option to cover for Tim Boya. Uh, even uh, you know the, the likes of Luca de la Torre, or even calling up Johnny Cardoso instead of uh, Ty Adams because of injury. I haven't seen Johnny Cardoso, but he he's playing in freaking Brazil. He he knows he must know something, right? He must be he must <laughs> be good. Right. So all in all, I don't think anyone can complain. I mean, regardless of, I think everyone is is just ignoring the fact that we still have Tonyo Hudson as a as a coach, just because we have you know a very strong team. It's it's a good roster, man. Yeah, when you know ten years ago you would have been only able to field eleven Europeans. Now you have ba European backups to your European starters. And, exactly. uh, you know, back then it was kind of an A team and then you had your B team of MLSers. Now you kind of got your A team of Europeans, B team of Europeans, and then you're kind of uh, homegrown MLS players. It's exciting. There's a lot of uh, European or American talent in Europe right now. Yeah. Um, so kind of digging in, diving into these matches, man. Um, from we saw from what we saw from Tonio Hudson against uh, Serbia and Colombia in the January Camp Cupcake matches, he, like his predecessor, Triple G, uh, is really fond of the 4-3-3 formation. Um, that's the same mm -hmm. formation that the USA used against uh, Iran in the World Cup, against Netherlands and Wales in the World Cup. Uh, they changed it up against England, played a little bit more defensively. Uh, obviously, England was one of the favorites to win that mat that tournament, so I could see why they played more defensively there. But, um, you know, this is more of an attacking formation. Um it uh, looks mm -hmm. like we'll likely see this formation for the first two games, uh, which, you know, to be fair and to be um, respectful to the opposition, the U.S. is kind of uh, <laughs> expected to dominate and dominate well and win and have possession. Yeah. Um, so you know, just like we said it with Mexico, uh, they better win, man. No excuses. They better win. Uh-huh. So um, I guess diving into the preview for the first match against Granada, um. You know, the the difference between the U.S. squad and the Mexico squad, if you guys caught that Mexico episode previewing the two matches for the Nations League, uh, Mexico kind of is bringing two different squads. Um, they're bringing a kind of a B team for their first match and then the European team for their second match, um, European A team. Here, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. He called in these 24, I believe it's 24 guys uh, for mm -hmm. both 
matches um since you know they're both fifa approved matches they don't have to report back to their their club game uh, teams so um he just called one roster he's not i don't think he's gonna make any major changes um but um saying that uh i i believe that you know the usa usually in qualifiers struggles in away games they struggle playing in you know uh central america struggle against playing the island teams um, so I see Tonyo going with a more experienced squad in this away game, knowing that, you know, if he wins the away match, the Salvador game is at home in Florida, should be easier in theory. Um, in theory. So, uh, I, I think for this team or for this first match, we're going to see more of the European slash world cup veterans here. Um, and I predict again another four-three-three as probable lineup formation um, with Turner. I think he's undisputedly the number one keeper for the U.S. at this moment. Yeah. And uh, Dest as right back, uh, Jedi as left back, Tim Ream Ream as a center back, and uh, with Mark McKenzie playing center back since he didn't bring uh, a Zimmerman. So uh, I think it'll be a Ream McKenzie partnership. Um, for the uh, three midfielders, I could see two of the three um, World Cup midfielders we saw, uh, McKinney and Musa, uh, no Adams, unfortunately. So I see maybe Luca de la Torre uh, going in there and uh, taking Adams' spot. And then for the forwards, I see Pulisic on the left side, Rain on the right side, and Dike kind of just leading the uh, the forward line there. Um, oh, yeah, right. I could see him as a as a big target All man. Right. Since they're kind of they were kind of used to playing with um, Haji, right? I see him kind of as a, mm-hmm. a similar player to Haji. Um, so gotcha. you know, just man crossing those balls in and hoping that DK gets a header or something on that. So um, yeah, I mean, with a team this experienced, uh, mainly a World Cup roster there. Um, yeah, assuming they play how they played in the World Cup, I I don't see this really being a big trouble for them i say that but uh like i said they struggle <laughs> in concacaf for some I mean, reason i don't bl- i'm i don't blame you man i mean this this is as, as you're as you're pointing out this is a strong team they have played together for a while going back to your to your comment of the of tony only taking 24 players because he knows these players right he's been he's been with them for at least a, a world cup cycle unlike right. Diego coca who just joined like a month ago and he was right. like an afterthought, or well, not an afterthought, but he was, you know, a not necessarily a uh, well thought out solution for for Mexico. But um, I I totally agree with you. This should be, you know, a an easy game for them. No excuses, no um, no complaints about you know what's going to happen. You have very strong players. You have players who are who are playing at the, at the top of, at the high, uh, highest level on each league. And uh, just because you don't have Ty Adams doesn't mean that uh, you get an excuse to to say, well, we tried and we lost, or we tried and we didn't win. Um, I'm excited to see Daryl Dike. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see him, and I'm excited to see, you know, I mean, I, I there's five subs allotted per match for these games, so I think we'll be able to see maybe um, coming in uh, Taylor Booth maybe comes in for Reina at the second half. Um, Miles Robinson maybe comes in for Tim Ream at the second half. Joe Scali from Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, maybe comes in as left back. Um, Austin Trusty, who's one that you and I discussed last week, um, that you yeah. know we haven't really seen him, um, but uh, another exciting prospect. Um, 
you know, one of the one of the uh, key points here that's kind of uh, been hitting the news about this squad, um, the whole Reina situation. Obviously, we're not going to get into it, but um, uh, you know, following following the team the last two days, you know that they've been kind of arriving to Florida. Um, they've seemed to have, at least on the on the you know the cover, seemed to have kind of swept it under the rug. It looks like they're you know positive about it. So hopefully, it doesn't affect it you know, the team mentality, um, you know, Christian Pulisic came out and said he kind of supports Greg Berhalter and he's appreciative of what he's done for the team. And he'd, you know, he'd be happy to have him back as a coach. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully all that (laughs) just doesn't really affect the, the team here. And, uh, you know, if it does, we might see some fracasos and some big L's, uh, against these <laughs> these teams here, so no, I, I don't think that'll be the case, dude. I, I honestly feel that if Reina's putting up a tantrum and you know being just being a pain in the ass, they're just gonna they're just gonna blow him off. Be like, dude, like we yeah. really want you in the team because you're a talented player, but honestly, we can we can just replace you with even Alejandro Sendejas, right? So right, yeah. So uh, talking about Alejandro Sendejas, uh, Alex Sendejas. Um, I think uh, for the second match against El Salvador that's going to be played in Florida, uh, we'll we'll be seeing him. Um, you know, I think we could see the starters that played against Granada uh, rest. You know, as they prepare to head back to Europe, um, it's not a uh, super vital vital match. Uh, you know, I think. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a vital match. They want to defend their title. They want to, um, uh, you know advance far play the final against mexico which are the two top teams in the, in the region um mm-hmm. but you know if they win and, and if they win big against granada they'll have a pretty good cushion uh in their in their um group so uh you know they might uh rest some of their veterans and start many of their new faces um so you know i think this could either go two ways it could be a 4-3-3 like we know he likes to play or in order to give more players a chance he might play a 4-4-2 um, I'm assuming he's going to play a 4-4-2 here with Zach Steffen in goal. Um, he plays Trusty as left back, Joe Scali as right back, uh, Miles Robinson and Mark McKenzie as center backs. Then he gives a chance to uh, Cardoso and Sonora in the midfield, as, and he kind of plays wow. uh, Sendejas kind of as a uh, midfield slash forward guy, kind of controlling mm-hmm. the number 10 role there, and Aronson on the wing. And he plays two forwards. He plays Pepe at the very top as your number one nine striker, just behind him, Mihailovic. Um, So I think it'd be another really uh, attack, attacking centric uh, formation that gives. Uh, you know, we don't really see the U.S. ever playing with kind of two number nines because um, mm-hmm. they don't really have number nines to spare. Exactly. Um, but uh, you know, with with that midfield of Sonoras and Dejas, Cardoso and Aronson, I think it'd be very explosive. All young guys, all fast guys, um, and just, you know, feeding balls to Mihailovic and Pepe there with, um, you know, the four defenders, all European-based, except for uh, Miles Robinson. But uh, Miles Robinson has a lot of experience. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's another another match that's should be a win regardless if you play the starters or these guys i think like i said this is probably a b team b plus team um so so what are your thoughts uh, do you think we'll kind of see a switched up lineup against Salvador? yeah i think so too i think if it's a big win against granada he's not gonna risk it he's just gonna you know even if he plays you know the the bench 
it's still a good team. It's still a very competitive team. It should still, in paper, be better than El Salvador. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised that you're putting Sonora as, as a starter for this game. I mean, I, I think, I personally will, see, I, I see Sonora as a third string player, um, behind, you know, Georgi Mihailovic. Like I, I think, to me, it's difficult for me to, to make the case for him to start and in, in any of these games, right? I can see him coming coming off the bench in one of these two games, especially if it's an easy one, like like uh, if if the, if the U.S. is winning big time or he's controlling the game. I can see Senor jump, jumping in and subbing maybe Musa or subbing Mackenzie, um, subbing Aronson, Cardoso, whichever the case may be. But it's difficult for me to think of a, of a USMNT with Senor as a starter just because of uh, his current performance with Ciudad Juarez, which. It's it's not good. I mean, he's he's not right. necessarily starting. He's not necessarily playing the entire game. He's coming in like for forty five minutes, thirty minutes. He's not assisting. He's not scoring. So it's right. very it's, it's he has had a very bland performance. So I would like to know why you, you you're playing Sonora here. Uh, I think we kind of talked about it. When we kind of uh, mentioned the the roster drop, but I'll go ahead and kind of go into detail again. I think it's kind of similar to Dest. A, a, a guy that's not playing in his club team. I'm not necessarily uh, going to say he's going to play all 90 minutes. If he's thinking it up, like he has been for Juarez, they'll pull him at the halftime, you know? But I think it's a yeah. way to kind of um, get him away from his club team for a while where his situation isn't that good. Play with a new group of guys and maybe try to get his confidence up, especially if they win against Granada well. And uh, his, give him, hey, you haven't started for Juarez for, in a while, but... um. We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're going to start this match for us here. We know you can do it. Um, let's see what you got. And maybe it's a maybe just the confidence booster, you know, that he's been needing. Yeah. Uh, we see it a lot of time and time and again for Christian Pulisic, who, you know, gets benched at Chelsea for a while, comes to the U.S., does amazing with the U.S., and then goes back and he gets hot for Chelsea. Uh, you know, right. some of these players can use this break as a um, as a reset point. So I don't know. I mean, Hell, he might not even start. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you wouldn't bring him in, you know, as someone that's not playing well, someone that's not hot right now at the moment, and uh, just have him on the bench, you know, like a castigo, like, hey, man, we're going to bench you even yeah. more. You know, so I think uh, I think he'll, he'll play and uh, maybe start, again, not the 90 minutes, good 45, 50, 60 minutes maybe. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he brings. I mean, like you said, I mean, he... We, we watch him in Liga Mekis. Well, not really watch him because he doesn't really play. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what he does, man. All right. Roster. I mean, well, I, I, I buy it. Te la compro. I, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, you made a good point. I, I'm I'm sold, dude. So I'll see if freaking Senora makes something up, you know, out of these games. And then you can't go wrong with the power, with the LDVC power at the front with Pepe Mihailovic. Both of them have been playing great. Uh, unfortunately, Pepe's playing at a team who's gonna get relegated. Um, yeah, but he's been, he's been in good performance so far. So again, I think both. If, if, even if it's if, even if this is like the B team of this specific call up, is it's a good team, man. You got some yeah. nice players out there. You brought up a good point uh, with Pepe. It might be um, we might see a lot of American players get relegated this season if leads go down. Mm-hmm. If Leeds go down, the Pepe goes down. Uh, who? There's a couple more. I can't remember Musa. off the top of my head. Musa, Musa. yeah, with Valencia. 
Um, Valencia. Yeah, that that would not be good. Um, no. But I guess as we wrap this up, uh, let me give you my predictions, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on score predictions here. I think against Granada, um, being that it's at Granada, I don't expect much but uh, from the U.S. team because they suck playing away from home. But I still think they'll win 2-0. <laughs> And uh, I don't think they'll play amazing, even though it, it's pretty annoying. They play well against Wales. They play well against uh, England. They play well against uh, Iran. But then when they go play against Granada away, they play like a high school team. So, um, you know, I think th- I think they'll win and they should win comfortably. But there'll be some scares there. So I'm thinking 2-0 against Granada. And I think they'll probably win uh, with this B team 2-1 against El Salvador. What are your thoughts? All right. Um, I think I think it's going to be a walk in the park for the USMNT in Granada. 3-0, easy PC. Two from uh, DK and one Pulisic, for sure. And then nice. uh, in, in El Salvador, I think it's going to be a tough a tough uh, opposition. I see, you know, I don't know if it's going to be 1-0 or 2-1 or 3-2, but I think the US will uh, take the advantage and... Uh, win at you know in Florida by one goal, um, and I think you know Pepe will score. Uh, if if it's a three-two, Pepe will score the brace, dude. I can feel it. Mm, nice, yeah. Um, do you think they have to resort? They were going to have to resort to their A starters. You know, if it's zero-zero in the fifty-five minute, bring on Pulisic, yeah, bring I- on Reina, bring on. I can see them bringing in, you know, the the heavy artillery. They can probably gonna, you know, put Pulisic and, and I'm not sure about Gio Reyna, but they can definitely play Daryl Dike, uh, Pulisic. I mean, they, you have some good strikers out here. You have Taylor Booth, who's uh, he's been in decent uh, form with Utrecht. Um, I can see they put in Weston McKinney if things get uh, a little rowdy with El Salvador. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and then again, I also see Tonya Hudson saying, you know what? We won against Granada. There's nothing. We don't, we don't have anything to prove here. Let's just freaking call it a day and close the the door. Zero, zero. I'll take it. Oh, man. that you're. I can see Tonya Hudson doing that as well. But, oh, God, I hope <laughs> they don't. Jeez. That would suck, man. Imagine going to that match I and know. watching a zero, zero against El Salvador. Oh. Man, you, you'll fall asleep, dude. Yeah, man. No kidding. Well, you know, exciting times. We have four exciting mm-hmm. matches to watch up uh, here in the next couple of days uh, this weekend. Um, so it's going to be fun starting off with Mexico on Thursday. And I think the last match is on Monday or Tuesday. I can't recall. But I think it's um, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, if you're listening and uh, have watched our previous content, uh, we will be doing uh, six things we learned uh, about uh, the, the two matches, Nasurina uh, Migranada and El Salvador. Um, so if you're not familiar with six things we learned, it's kind of a series we do after every USA or every Mexico match where we analyze mm-hmm. matches and kind of review the six things, good, bad, or neutral, that we kind of are takeaways from the match. Um, so uh, we've done it with the US, two U.S. games, the January Can Cup kick matches. We haven't had a chance to do it with Mexico matches yet since they haven't played since the World Cup, but uh, you can expect to see one for Mexico for the two games and one for the USA for the two games. So um, those are always uh, fun to make and uh, fun to talk about, so make sure you guys uh, check us out. Um, Adrian, before we wrap up here, man, where can our listeners find us? 
They can always find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. Uh, they can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever or wherever they get their podcasts on. Lastly, they can find us at Puro Pinche Gol on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be posting some stuff every now and then. Yeah, make sure to follow us on your preferred, uh, preferred platform of social media of choice. And uh, Adrian, always a pleasure, brother. See you in the next one. Always a pleasure, my man. Take it easy. See you, man.